poor, poor Thomas. He's had such a bad rap, hasn't he, for 2,000 years? And all he did was miss a meeting. Make a note. Never miss a meeting. People will talk about you. He missed gathering with his brothers and the other disciples, the 12, in that first, in the immediate aftermath of the uh, death and the, the burial of Jesus in the upper room. And because of that, because he wasn't there, because his brothers and other witnesses said, we've seen the Lord, he said, well, no, 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 you haven't. Unless, I could, unless I've seen him, unless I've physically touched the risen Lord, I don't want to believe it. He was, in one sense, having a little bit of a dummy spit. So, a week later, a week where we are now, a week on from the resurrection, he's with these disciples, his fellow disciples, he's in the upper room with the doors locked, and there is Jesus in his midst. And again, as he did a week before, he says, peace be with you. And then Jesus does something truly and profoundly extraordinary. In the most profound and extraordinary act of divine courtesy, he goes over to Thomas and says, here, here are my hands, here's my side. Don't disbelieve anymore, but believe. You've seen me just as you needed to see. Jesus didn't have to do it. But he did because that's what Jesus did. He approached people and attended to them as they needed to be attended to. Thomas was in need of that physical proof in order to believe. And so Jesus provided that to him. As I say, in that most profound act of divine courtesy. And Thomas responds in those famous words. He falls to his knees and proclaims, my Lord and my God, because Jesus had given him what he needed in order to secure that profession of faith. But that's not the important part. The important thing we hear from our scriptures today is to be found in the first reading, in fact, in that selection from the Acts of the Apostles where they talk about the early apostolic community, the people who believed. Some of them may have seen the resurrected Christ, but some of them probably hadn't. But they believed and they came together, they lived in common, and most importantly, they surrendered to that command to go out and proclaim the risen Christ. And as we heard, great graces were gained by it. Not only great graces, great numbers. As we read elsewhere in the Acts of the Apostles, on Pentecost Day, thousands became believers. From that humble beginning of showing Thomas his hands and his side and eliciting that statement and profession of faith, the church grew. And for 2,000 years, we have consistently and continually proclaimed the risen Christ. We do it today. We do it each and every day. And we consistently and continually bring new members into the body of Christ that is the church, as we have today in this very parish. I think there was eight baptisms by the end of the day. It's a bit busy. But that's what we have done 
for 2,000 years. And we have done it because we have heard our forebears proclaim the risen Christ. And we, in our turn, go out and do exactly the same thing. It is a task that we take on willingly because we know that through the power of his name, as we hear in both the gospel and the second reading, salvation will be won. And so we go out and do that. We may not come into contact with the physical resurrected Jesus, unlike Thomas, but we will come into the proclamation of the risen Christ because of who has gone before us and others will come into contact with the risen Christ because of what we do and how we live our lives and what we proclaim. So that's the task that we continue to do because it elicits, elicits that response. Thomas fell to his knees and proclaimed, my Lord and my God, because he had touched Jesus. We fall to our knees and proclaim, my Lord and my God, because someone has taught us the power of the name, the power of the risen Christ, the power of what we come here week by week to celebrate. So on this Sunday of Easter, on this octave day of Easter, we celebrate what we proclaim. Let's celebrate what we profess. And with Thomas and with thousands who have gone before us, proclaim, my Lord and my God,